أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله تبارك وتعالى وسلم على سيدنا محمد سيدنا وسندنا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا ومولانا صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وذرياته وأهل بيته ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وبعد الحمد لله الله تعالى برادست this مبارك 19th night of Ramadan this Ashara uh, of Maghfirah, of forgiveness, is one that uh, we're in sore need of, and that as long as this uh, hijab is there between us and between the understanding of the Day of Judgment, people will be heedless. One of the fun things when I t- teach the the tahawiyah that I mentioned is that what? We believe as a matter of creed that Allah Ta'ala forgives whoever He wishes to and any and every sin that a person makes tawbah sincerely for before their death He forgives for the believers and if he wishes to, he can forgive any sin that a person doesn't repent for. And he will also eventually forgive any sin also that he takes a person to task for. As long as they have iman, that that person will not be punished eternally for it, as long as they have iman. And so many people have so many objections, and it's so befitting that this necessary interjection occurs in the discourse on wilayat that Tahawi himself rahimahullah ta'ala mentions that the reason for this is what is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will never in either world neither in this world or in the hereafter treat his awliya the people who said la ilaha illallah Muhammad rasulullah even if they weren't good at it but they tried he will never treat them like Ahli Nukratihi, Alladina Khabu min Hidayatihi, Walam Yanalu min Wilayatihi. Those people who fell short of his guidance and never partook in his friendship. And then he makes a dua in there. He says, Allahumma ya wali al Islami wa ahlihi, Masikna bihi wa masikna bil Islami hatta nalqaka Masikna bihi bil Islami hatta nalqaka bihi. That make us from the people who hold fast to Islam until we meet you with it. Amin. Alladina yumasikuna bil kitab. Right? This is a story of the Ulul Azam in Rasul. Surah Al A'raf is a very hard surah. And it's a story in which the Rasul is given tasalli by Allah Ta'ala for very hard times, consolation for having to go through very hard and difficult times. But through the contextualization of the Day of Judgment, it puts uh, all of those things into perspective. We pass by the ayat of the Qur'an, we don't pay attention to them. Who am I going to like yell at other people about it? I'm worse than anyone else. So, But it is sad sometimes the, the thought crosses someone's head that we don't pay attention and it's kind of a sad thing. 
we should pay more attention to it. The reason I'm saying this right now in particular is that we see now in the world, Muslims are, we're doing a lot better than we want to admit, but in some ways it's not looking so good. So you see things happening against Muslims in different places. A person would be very uh, uh, um, deluded to not notice that sometimes Muslims don't get treated fairly with other people, even though they seem to have been the first and the most avid and uh, excited drinkers of Kool-Aid that's provided to them by uh, modernity uh, with regards to all of this, like, you know, human rights and international law and this law and that law. Even America, nobody wants to, even the law over here, the law everywhere that's made up by people, they make it for their own benefit. The only law that can have justice in it is the law of Allah Ta'ala and His Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Right? So is, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is only something that can, can come from, from wahi. It can only come from wahi. It can only come from revelation. Uh, uh, that the worst of people, the people in which you see no saving grace whatsoever, not even a worthy enemy, that don't let them make you people who uh, give up justice. This only can come from wahi, that a person should not lose sight through all of these things, that the forgiveness, the maghfirah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the reason that we believe that others are able to get it, and the reason we believe that scumbags are able to get it, it's not out of love of scumbags. It's out of the realization that I myself am a scumbag. And so if the other guy gets it, it only comes in my favor. And if I'm not a scumbag, if I'm better than that person, then whatever he gets, necessarily the, just, the, the, the grace of Allah Ta'ala above his justice will mean that my maqam will be higher than him. So it's a very self-serving uh, uh, understanding, in fact, for the person who keeps the ma'rifah of Allah Ta'ala, the person who keeps the wilayah of Allah Ta'ala, and the person who thinks that the point of crime and punishment and law and all of these things in this world or in the hereafter is for justice. Bad news for them is this, is that if justice was implemented in this world, then an eye for an eye would make the whole world blind. And if justice were implemented in this world, you and me wouldn't be the ones who can implement it. Only Allah Ta'ala can implement it. Otherwise, you'll have a justice system, mashallah, in which they have the statue outside with the blind lady justice with the scales, like some weird pagan god with the scales and blindfolded. This looks like some sort of like mental illness. It doesn't look like justice, actually, to be honest with you. And then in real life, what ends up happening, it just so happens, randomly, that black people get like double the sentences for than white people do. And I'm not saying this like just to make it up, to be like, woke Molana, you know what I mean? I, when I was... When I was in the University of Washington, the Dean of the College of Arts and Sciences, he's a PhD in sociology, professor of sociology. Uh, his name is George Bridges. Uh, he was very kind to me. Allah Ta'ala give him hidayah. Uh, he, uh, he was very kind to me when I was there. And that was, he said that was my PhD dissertation, was to remove all identifying information uh, uh, about people from cases and to uh, um, see how is it that people fared in judgments for the same crimes, for the same circumstances, ages, demographic, always, every single time, black people get like a harder sin. This is the way it's going to be. How could it be any other way? Uh, so the Sharia doesn't establish justice in this world. The Sharia is a mercy and it's a zajar. It's a deterrent for people from behaving more badly than 
then, then they absolutely minimally need to, uh, so that they don't screw up their akhirah. And in the akhirah, if justice is established, then everybody gets, uh, you know, everybody gets tickets to the barbecue, and that's not a, it's not a good thing. And only a person who knows Allah Ta'ala, only a person who's a friend of Allah Ta'ala will understand that. Uh, so we should remember that ourselves and not let our anger with people take us beyond a certain point. We should also share this message as well, that this is not something that we do because we love everybody, uh, Sufi bunny rabbit that wants to give everybody a hug, but we're the first ones in need of it ourselves. Allah Ta'ala give us from his maghfirah. Mm-hmm. So the discourse regarding uh, the miracles of the Anbiya alayhimu salam. The reality of miracles having been established by logical argument, uh, uh, you must now become acquainted with the evidence of the Qur'an and the genuine traditions of the Messenger of Allah wasallam. Uh, both the Qur'an and the Hadith proclaim the reality of karamat and uh, mu'jizat of miracles and extraordinary acts wrought by the awliya. To deny this is to deny the authority of sacred, sacred text. One example in the text is, and we caused the clouds to overshadow you uh, and the manna and quail to descend upon you. When Allah Ta'ala is talking about the Banu, Banu Israel. Right? There's so many people he's going to talk about. It's not a very long section. He's going to talk about the miracles mentioned in the Quran. There have been some attempts in the later times to somehow, quote-unquote, rationally and logically explain these things away. Um, uh, one of the uh, more impactful attempts to do so was by a gentleman by the name of uh, 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 Sayyid Ahmed Khan from the Indian subcontinent he established uh, Aligarh Muslim University before that everyone, every Muslim who got an education would learn uh, uh, the book of Allah and the uh, sunnah, the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the sacred sharia its usul, its principles, its philosophy ilm al-kalam, all of these other things mantiq, they would get a classical education he, he uh, jettisoned that in order to uh, bring the uh, Muslims into the same lane with the idol worshippers uh, in order to have a materialist education uh, um, replace uh, 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 an usuli education, a principled one. And, uh, you know, fun fact, a lot of the people who were the first immigrants here are products of that that uh, uh, institution. And this man is actually a hero in, uh, to many people in uh, in, uh, um, in the subcontinent. I won't make takfir of the man. Allah knows best. There are great ulama that were contemporaneous with him that didn't. For that reason, I hold my tongue. But many of the things he says, if they're not kufr, I don't know what kufr is. They're tantamount to kufr very simply because they're denial of very obvious things from the book of Allah Ta'ala. I remember once my mother-in-law, uh, who, uh, mashallah, uh, comes from the same qom as this, as this person, uh, once... There was in Pakistan when I was in Madrasa, they announced the opening of the Sursayyid Express train. And uh, uh, she said, oh, you should come home. When you, when you come from back from Lahore, you should take this train. I was like, Alhamdulillah, I would never take that train. And she says, what? It's just because he's not a Punjabi, right? I was like, what? He's not Punjabi either? No, I'm definitely not taking <laughs> him. But uh, yeah, but it really it has nothing to do with a person's qawm. Rather, uh, um, this was kind of defeated people's way of trying to cope with their defeat. But if you examine what's ha- happening with the Ummah, the Ummah is not defeated because our enemies are some sort of superhuman mutant X-Men. Rather, we 100% do it to ourselves. We 100% do it to ourselves. We have a leg up in every single thing in life, if you think about it. We 100% do it to ourselves. And uh, may Allah Ta'ala make uh, our islah with lutf uh, and with karam 
and save us from uh, save us from a bad fate in the day of judgment. Amen. So he says we caused on the clouds to overshadow you, Yani Bani Israel, and the manna and quail to descend upon you, right? And what happened? What did they ask for after they asking for like cucumber and dal, right? That's which is kind of how we are too as well. Masha Allah gave us so much, and then we said, but where's the dal? <laughs> So if any skeptic should assert that this was an evidentiary miracle of Musa a.s., I raise no objection because all the miracles of the saints are an evidentiary miracle of the Prophet And if he says that this miracle was wrought in the absence of Musa a.s., although it occurred in his time, and that therefore it was not necessarily wrought by him, I reply, the same principle holds good in the case of Musa a.s. when he acquitted his people and went to Mount Sinai, and in the case of the Messenger of Allah wasallam. For there is no difference between being absent in time or being absent in space. This is a comment that he made from before, and he repeats it appropriately over here, that if someone says this is not a proof of the miracle of the awliya, this is a miracle of Sayyidina Musa a.s. Uh, he says that well, all the mir- karamat of the awliya are themselves a miracle of their the nabi who they're uh, corroborating, and if someone says this is not a miracle of the nabi, then he says that still uh, it's still all of it makes sense. We're also told the miracle of uh, uh, Asaf bin uh, uh, Barkhia who brought the th- throne of Bilqis to Sulaiman in the twinkling of an eye. So the the the, the surah Naml Ahakada Arshuki. Right, so the Ifritum min al jinn, the the jinn says like, before the majlis is over, I'll bring you her, her throne. And so this uh, Asif, who, mashallah, all of our Desi Asifs are named after, mashallah, is what he's the one who had the the, the knowledge of uh, the, the the kitab. Some say that he knew the ism a'zam. He could call upon it, the name of Allah Taala. That if he's called by that name, that he uh, answers immediately. Uh, 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 upon the one who uh, uh, with the prayer of the one who calls upon him that he brought the throne of Bilqis the, 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 the queen of Saba uh, 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 to Sulaiman this cannot have been a mu'jiza because Asaf was, uh, Asaf was not a, a, a prophet uh, had it been a mu'jiza it would have been wrought by Sulaiman himself therefore it was a karama we are also told uh, of Maryam salam that whenever Zakaria salam, went uh, into her chamber, he found with her winter fruit in the summer and summer fruit in the winter, uh, uh, to the point that he said, "Anna laki hada," uh, where you know from whence hadst you uh, 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 procured this? She answered, "It is from God." Uh, everybody admits that uh, Maryam salam, was an apostle. Of course, mashallah, like. Small children, there's going to be a bunch of people say, oh, well, Ibn Hazm said this, and Qurtubi said, okay, fine, whatever. It doesn't change the point. The point that he's trying to make over here doesn't change it. Uh, and I feel like the fixation on isolated opinions because it makes a person feel better about stuff is kind of silly, and it's, a, it's not a good sign, but uh, it is what it is. If a person really studies and becomes a mujtahid and is per- convinced that, you know, say the Maryam was a, a prophet or something like that, good for you. But uh, uh, it doesn't, at any rate, it, does, it detracts from the point uh, to argue about it right now. Furthermore, we have the story of the Ashab al-Kahf and how their dog spoke to them and how they slept and turned around in the cave. All of these extraordinary acts, since they were certainly not mu'jizat, meaning they were not wrought by prophets, they must have been uh, karamat. Such miracles, the karamat of the awliya, may be, for example, answering the prayers uh, through the accomplishment of the wishes conceived by one who is subject to the sacred law. 
uh, or traversing great distances in a short time, or the appearance of food from an unaccustomed place, or power to read the thoughts of others, etc. Amongst uh, the genuine traditions of the Prophet wasallam is the story of the cave, uh, the Ghar, which is told as, as, followed, as follows. One day, the companions عنهم, of the Messenger of Allah وسلم, begged him to relate to them some marvelous tale of the ancient ones. He said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, once three persons were going to a certain place, uh, and at even tide they took shelter in a cave, and while they were asleep, a rock fell from the mountain and blocked the path of the cave. They said to one another, we shall never escape from here unless God makes our disinterested actions plead for us before him. Uh, so one of them began, I had a father and mother, and I had no worldly goods except for a goat whose milk I used to give to them. Every day I used to gather a bundle of firewood and sell it and spend the money in providing food for them and for myself. One night I came home rather late and before I milked the goat and uh, steeped their food uh, in the milk, they had fallen asleep. I kept the bowl in my hand and stood there without having eaten anything until morning when they awoke and ate. Then I sat down. O Lord, he continued, if I speak the truth concerning this matter, send us deliverance and come to our aid. The Messenger of Allah said, thereupon the rock moved a little. And a crevice appeared. The next man said, There was a beautiful blind girl with whom I was deeply in love, but she would not listen to my uh, suit. Uh, uh, I managed to send her 120 dinars with the promise that she should keep the money if she would be mine for one night. When she came, uh, the fear of Allah seized my heart, and I turned from her and let her keep the money. Uh, he added, Oh Allah, if I speak uh, the truth, deliver us. The Rasul said that the rock moved a little further and the crevice widened, but they could not yet go forth. The third man said, I had some laborers working for me uh, when the work was done. All received their wages except for one who disappeared. With his wages, I bought a sheep. Next year, there were two. And in the year after, there were four. And soon after, a large flock. After several, several years, the laborer returned and asked me for his wages. I said to him, go and take all these sheep. They're all your property. He thought I must be mocking him, but I assured him it was true, and he went off with the entire flock. The narrator added, added uh, uh, that he said then, O Lord, if I speak the truth, deliver us. Uh, he had scarcely finished, said the Messenger of Allah, وسلم, when the rock moved from the mouth of the cave and allowed three men to come forth. Then he puts a, a, a rather lengthy footnote. He says, here follow a tradition related by Abu Hurairah of three infants were miraculously endowed with speech. Isa salam, the prophet, who it's very interesting. I saw uh, some random post on social media. Bad Hamza for being on social media in Ramadan. Should do better. But uh, it was, you know, some just uh, one of our less uh, even keel-minded uh, Christian uh, friends and neighbors who said, oh, Buddha is dead, and this person's dead, and that person's dead, and then they repeated the same thing about the Prophet says, but Christ has died, and then he raised up three days afterward, and he lives. And I'm like, A, we don't believe that Christ died, so this is kind of awkward. Uh, B, B, you just said that he died. <laughs> Anyhow, just had to get that out of my system. So three were, infants were miraculously endowed with speech. One, Isa salam, be the child who uh, exculpated the monk Juraj when he was falsely accused by a prostitute. And C, a child who divined uh, uh, the characters of a horseman and a woman. 
uh, to the story of Zaida, the handmaid of the Khalifa Omar, how a knight descended from heaven and gave her a message from Ridwan, the keeper of paradise, to the Prophet وسلم, and how she could not lift a bundle of firework wood from a rock which she had laid on it. The Prophet وسلم, bade the rock to go with her and carry the firewood to Omar's house. Three, the story of Ala al-Hadrami, uh, uh, عنه, who had been sent on a warlike expedition by the Prophet وسلم, and walked dry shod across a river bed with his company. And for uh, uh, a story of Abdullah bin Umar عنهمah, who's, at whose bidding a lion decamped and left the way open for a party of travelers. Five, the story of a man who was seen sitting in the air when Ibrahim salam, asked him by what means he had attained such power. He replied that he had renounced the world and that God had bestowed upon him an aerial dwelling place where he was not disturbed by any thought of mankind. Six, the story of Khalifa Umar عنه, on the point of being killed by a Persian when two lions suddenly appeared and caused uh, the assassin to desist. Seven, the story of Khalid bin Walid who said Bismillah and drank a, uh, a deadly poison which did him no harm. Eight, the story related by Hassan al-Basri uh, 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 of a, a black man who turned the walls of a tavern into gold. Nine, the story related of, about Ibrahim ibn Adham, of a shepherd who smote a rock with his staff and caused water to gush forth. Ten, the story of a cup which pronounced the words, Subhanallah, upon hearing Abu Darda'in, uh, uh, Salman al-Farsi, radiallahu anhu. So just crams all of this into uh, a footnote. He's kind of a hater at times. Everything that has to do with like the superiority of Islam, like from the Ahd of the Aslaf in particular, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa usually relegates it to a footnote. But it's, it's worth, it's worth uh, remembering. And the siha of all of these is different. Some of them are actually well corroborated. Some of them are not. And the same thing with the hadith. The hadith about the rock in the cave. This is like a hadith of Bukhari. It's not like a you know, tall tale. Although some of the way that, that, that it's worded, perhaps it's part of the translation from Persian into English or the translator himself. But the wording may be a little bit up or down. Effectively, it's the same thing. It is related that Abu Sa'id al-Kharraz said, For a long time I used to eat only once in three days. I was journeying in the desert, uh, and on the third day I felt weak through hunger. A voice from heaven cried to me, Do you prefer food that will quiet your nafs, or an expedient that will enable you to overcome uh, your weakness without food? I replied, O oh God, give me strength. Then I rose and traveled 12 stages without meat or drink. It is well known uh, that at the present day, uh, the house of Sahad bin Abdullah in Tustar is called the house of wild beasts, Beitul Siba, wild predatory beasts, in fact. And the people of Tustar are agreed that many wild beasts used to come to him and that he fed and tended to them. Abu Qasim of Maruf tells the following story. As I was walking on the seashore with Abu Sa'id al-Kharraz, I saw a youth clad in a patched frock carrying a bucket. Uh, to which an ink bottle was fastened. Kharraz said, uh, When I look at this youth, it seems to be that he is one of the adepts, but when I look at his ink bottle, I think he's a student. Let me question him. So he accosted the youth and said, What is the way to God? The youth answered, There are two ways to God, the way of the vulgar and the way of the elect. You have no knowledge of the latter, but the way of the vulgar which you pursue is to regard your own actions as the cause of attaining God and to suppose that an ink bottle is one of the things that interfere with attainment. The Noon al-Misri rahimahullah ta'ala said, Once I embarked in a ship voyaging from Egypt to Jeddah. Uh, amongst the passengers was a youth wearing a patched frock. Uh, I was uh, eager to be his companion. And so nowadays people use fast fashion. If there's a rip or something like that, they throw it away. Or worse yet, if there's a rip that they actually like, that they get pre-ripped jeans or whatever. 
But the, the sunnah is what? That you put a khirqa into your clothes when they... That's what he means by that. That they're, they're, they were past clothing. That they were people... Uh, they were from the zuhad. I was eager to be his companion, but he inspired me with such awe that I did not venture to address him for his spiritual state seemed exalted and he was constantly engaged in devotion. One day a certain man uh, lost a purse of jewels and suspicion fell on the youth. They were about to maltreat him, but I said, let me question him courteously. I told him that... Uh, 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 he was suspected of theft and that I had saved him from maltreatment and now I said what is to be done he looked toward the heavens and spoke a few words the fishes came to the surface each of them with a jewel in his mouth he took a jewel and gave it to his accuser and he set his foot on the water and walked away thereupon the real thief dropped the purse and the people of the ship repented Ibrahim al-Raqti this is here, Raqqa, that, that uh, the name of Raqqa has been now uh, dragged through the mud because of the work of these yahoos who created mischief in the backwaters of Sham and of uh, Iraq. Allah Ta'ala destroy them wherever they go. Amen. Allah Ta'ala give Jannatul Firdos to those who fight them. Amen. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala destroy them and blot their name out from the memory and from the tongues of mankind. Amen. Amen. Uh, Ibrahim al-Raqi said that it's related that uh, uh, is related to have said in my n- uh, novitiate I set out to visit Muslim al-Maghribi I found him in his mosque uh, acting as a uh, uh, presentor he pronounced alhamd incorrectly meaning the fatiha uh, I said to myself my trouble has been wasted the next day when I was going back to the bank of the Euphrates uh, to perform some, uh, to perform ablution, to f- perform wudu. I saw a lion asleep on the road. I turned back and was faced by another lion which had been following me. Hearing my cries of despair, a Muslim came forth from his cell. When the lions saw him, they humbled themselves before him. Uh, he took the ear of each one and rubbed them and said, O oh, dogs of God, have I not told you that you must not interfere with my guests? Then he said, O Abu Ishaq, you have busied yourself with correcting your exterior for the sake of God's creatures. Hence, you are afraid of them. But it has been my business to correct my interior for God's sake. Hence, his creatures have been afraid of me. One day, uh, my sheikh set out from Beitul Jinn uh, to Damascus. A heavy rain had begun to fall, and I was walking with difficulty in the mire. I noticed that the sheikh's shoes and clothes had been perfectly dry. On my pointing this out to him, he said, Yes, God has preserved me from the mud ever since I put unquestioning trust in him and guarded my interior from the desolation of cupidity. Uh, once an experience occurred to me, which I could not unravel. I set out to visit Sheikh Abdul Qasim Gurgani in Tus. I found him alone in his chamber in the masjid, uh, and he was expounding precisely. Tus, by the way, is the city of Imam Ghazali, rahimahullah ta'ala. Allah ta'ala free it from its occupation. Uh, he said, I found him alone in his chamber in the mosque, and he was expounding uh, precisely the same difficulty to a pillar so that I was answered without having, asked, having to ask the question. Uh, o Sheikh, I cried to him, uh, to whom are you saying this? He said, O my son, God just caused this pillar to speak and ask me this question. In Fargana, Fargana is Tashkent, is the line from Tashkent to Ash. So uh, Margilan, the Sahib al-Hidayah is from there as well. Uh, Andijan, uh, uh, Namangan, uh, all of these places are in that, that, that valley. He said, in Fargana, to this day, there's still the people of Uzbekistan are pretty pious people in general, but the, you know, the people of that area are renowned even amongst the 
the people of Central Asia for their piety. He said in Farhana at a village called uh, uh, Ashlatak, there was an old man from the Otad. Uh, he, his name was Bab Umar. Uh, and uh, so his, his entry is there in the Nafahatul Uns of Mullah Jami. He said his name was Bab Umar, and all the dervishes in the country uh, could give the title of Bab Umar to their great sheikh. Uh, 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 and he had an old wife called Fatima. So, sorry, all the dervishes in that country gave the title of Bab to their great sheikhs, and he had a wife called Fatima. I went from Uzkand to go see him. Uh, when I entered his uh, presence, he said, uh, Why have you come? I replied, In order that I might see the sheikh in person and that he might look upon me with kindness. He said, I have been seeing you continuously since such and such day, and I wish uh, to see you as long as you are not removed from my sight. I computed the day and the year, and it was the very day uh, on which my uh, conversation, on, on which day my conversion began, my inaba, my toba to Allah Taala, that changed my life. The Sheikh said to traverse distance, separdan uh, masafat uh, is child's play. Uh, henceforth, pay visits by means of your thoughts, your himma. Uh, it is not worthwhile to visit any person, uh, and there is no virtue in bodily presence. He bade Fatima to bring something to eat. She brought a dish of new grapes, although it was not the season for them, and some fresh ripe dates, which cannot be easily procured in Farhana. Farhana is not a place where palm tree will grow, or anywhere near anywhere where a palm tree will grow. On another occasion, while I was sitting alone, as is my custom, behind thee, or beside the uh, mazar of Abu Sa'id uh, in Minha, I saw a white pigeon flying under the cloth uh, uh, covering the sepulchre. I supposed that the bird had escaped from its owner, but when I looked under the cloth, nothing was to be seen. Uh, this happened again the next day and on the third day. I was at a loss to understand it until one night I dreamed of the saint of the wali and I asked him about my experience. He answered that the pigeon is my good conduct, Safaya Mu'amalat, which comes every day to my tomb to feast with me. Uh, I might adduce uh, many more of these tales without exhausting them, but my purpose in this book is to establish the principles of tasawwuf. As regards to derivatives and matters of conduct, books have been compiled by the naqalan, uh, uh, by the muhaddithin, and these topics are disseminated from the pulpit and preachers. So this is the same stuff that people take for granted when they hear uh, in the masjid and everybody says, I've been unmasked and this is all dry and all this other stuff. This is the natija of following those things, is that you get to this stuff which, mashallah, pulls in the donations and uh, puts the uh, brainless donor marids into hypnotism, mashallah. I said that uh, the, these are all the topics that are disseminated from the pulpits. Uh, now I'll give in one or two sections an adequate account of certain points bearing on the present discussion in order that I may not have to return to it again. Inshallah, so that's a good place to stop. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us from that good conduct and give us from the haqiqah of these things whether we see these parlor tricks uh, manifested in our own hands or in those uh, of those around us or not. The person who has the johar pak, the, the pure and tahir secret inside of their heart uh, whether or not they see these things uh, uh, is uh, immaterial. That person, the day that they meet their Lord, that will be the real Eid Mubarak. Allah Ta'ala vouchsafe it for us all. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala rasulihi Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.